Oh, ho, 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 ho. Hey, Anita. Hey, Karen. <laughs> and Jimmy. Hi. And Jimmy, yes. Producer Jimmy. Haven't spoken to you all since episode one. Hope you're all well. <laughs> and we just are here doing our holiday special um, and going to do kind of a recap, the best and the worst of the idiot GOP in 2023 and some yes. of the... Ridiculous the shit things. Show. That is the Republican Party. Exactly. And speaking of shit, mm-hmm. we're also going to be talking about Donald Trump smells really bad, trending for about a week. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he smells bad. <laughs> what does he smell like, Karen? Uh, I think he smells like uh, rancid dentures, body odor, makeup, somebody said. Um, and uh, what else? Um, oh, poop. And he smells like ass. So, well, one thing that I wanted to talk about um, is just kind of the stupidity of um, Charlie Kirk um, and his idiot crew talking about Taylor uh, Swift. And I know that you had kind of brought that to my attention. And I feel as if she's being forced upon our culture, like it's this Taylor Swift colonizing effort. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. She's a narcissist. I don't think... That she's very talented. Here, she's just, nasty. No, she's was, ugly. I, 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 nobody really, likes her. Nobody likes her. She looks like a teenage boy. Like dudes don't like her. Like if you put her in front of like, she's ugly. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Is, does Taylor Swift have any eggs left? Oh my God. Yeah. Does she have any eggs left? Because that's all a woman's worth to these guys. They're just so, God, they're so pathetic. Yeah. And like I, Taylor Swift would ever go out with any of those guys. Yeah. Well, she cares what they think. Yeah. Well, and that, and you look at it, you know, you look at these guys, first of all, and it's like, ick. Um, like, well, that's who the Republican Party are. Yeah. That's who they are. A bunch of just a bunch of pathetic men, you know, not all men, of course, Mm -hmm. are like that. But, you know, there's a reason white men gravitate, straight white men gravitate towards the Republican Party, middle aged straight white men. And even some young guys, because these guys weren't old. Charlie Kirk runs Turning Point USA, which his whole mission is to get young people, college students, he goes to college campuses to try to recruit young people into conservatism. Yeah. And, you know, and yet these are what this is. Young women cannot, you know, be this has got to be so offensive mm-hmm. to young women. I mean, it's offensive to me, of course. But- yeah, well, and we're, and we're in an age of, you know, Roe being overturned and Republican uh, voting women and uh, Democratic and independent uh, voting women who are furious. And so I almost feel like, you know, yeah, let the footage roll with these guys. And, you know, you and I, I know had talked about what is it about Taylor Swift in particular that triggers these guys so badly. And I think, you know, one of the things that we um, had put out as a possibility was the fact that here you have, like, typically, um, you know, white women would vote by proxy, you know, for the things that would keep uh, cis white men, Christian men um, in power. And so the fact, is it that her white, yeah, Yeah. is it her whiteness that they feel, you know, here you have this young... Yeah. Powerful women like Taylor. She's they even go on to say she's in her thirties. Mm-hmm. She just hasn't even started a family. She isn't married. She must be miserable. Well, she's she's taken the world by storm. So right. I think yes. they're pissed off that how dare a woman have right. this much popularity and power on her own. Yes. Without a man. Yeah. I this mean is really it they feel threatened by her. There's they obviously feel threatened by her. It's they spent 25 minutes mm-hmm. talking about her. 
on this segment. Right. And the real the, the real problem right now what they're having is that she's a if she were a conservative woman, mm-hmm. they would be fine with her. Mm-hmm. The fact that she has expressed more liberal views mm-hmm. about LGBT right, Q rights, about women's rights, right. about civil rights, about those type of things, and that she came out and because she's from Tennessee, she mm-hmm. came out against Marsha Blackburn. Mm-hmm. And now she's registering thousands and thousands of young women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is they, they are threatened by that. That is exactly, yeah, that is exactly what it is. Um, yeah, so, you know, and of course, because of her uh, broad appeal and the voice that she um, provides and then also amplifies um, and kind of resonates with all of these younger women who will be voting it's in not just younger women. It's their mothers. And, and their mothers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They go to they go to these concerts and, and there are men too that mm-hmm. appreciate, you know, Taylor Swift. They don't feel threatened by her. Secure men don't feel threatened by her. But apparently, you know. Yeah. She she for some reason is just kind of really set them off. And her dating a football player, mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey. For yeah. some reason, really upsets them too. I feel like conservative um, men should. This should be like this is like right up their alley. It's mm-hmm. like she started out in country music. She's dating mm-hmm. a pro football exactly. player. What? Yeah. <laughs> what's your problem? Yeah, they're like, what's going on? They were they were fine with her when she was, you know, singing her country, you know, her little country songs. But now, because mm-hmm. she's branched out into pop, and she even does some like hip hop kind of. I don't know if you've heard any of her music lately. But it's she raps in it. I mean, she has some. She has a different sound. Yeah, it's kind sure. of crossover type of. Yeah, you know. she has. She's. But um, well, she, and now she's evolved like, this, like any artist has. Exactly, she's not a little girl anymore. Yeah. 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 She started out with that one song. Um, what's that first song she did? That video about how she liked this guy and he wouldn't even look at her. Mm-hmm. That's all of her songs. Song. That's all of her songs. Yeah. <laughs> she says well, no, now she talks about guys that, you know, she kind of names names and she talks about, you know, what they did to her and how pissed off she is, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is fine because women like, you know, relate to that. On the 12th day of Christmas, Trump voters gave to me. Twelve staffers squealing, eleven tweets on kneeling, ten Russian spies, nine holes of golf, eight accounts of groping, seven sealed indictments, six peeing hookers, five golden showers, four bankruptcies, three wives with two moron sons, and a farce of a presidency, and a farce of a presidency. Um, okay, so uh, moving on. So that, you know, that is just uh, a little bit of misogynistic ridiculousness. From a these, lot. Yeah, mis- a yes. lot. Um, and then, uh, of course, one of my favorites uh, was Joe Rogan. Oh, my God. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Yeah. So anyway. Why do people listen to this guy? I know. I know. It, it's it's amazing. And so basically he. He's a um, moron. <laughs> his uh, producer uh, fact-checked him real time today or a couple days ago he's talking about the revolutionary war he's like one of the reasons why we lost the revolutionary war one of the problems with the revolutionary war was they didn't have enough airports yeah. <laughs> have you seen that? I saw- a few moments later the same stable genius who said the biggest problem we had in the revolutionary war is we didn't have enough airports <laughs> is that fake it's not fake but he was referencing trump saying that it took over the airports. It did everything it had to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. Okay, so, but then the the putts that he's got on there with him, he literally says, that's the thing about media these days. You got to yeah. look into it. Yeah, they're the media, by no the way. No shit. These are the same morons that were he's sitting there millions. shooting ivermectin yeah. when he had COVID. And these are the people that, I'm not even kidding, Anita, I told you about the story when I was uh, I was having lunch with a uh, former co-worker. And we're sitting there, and she actually name-checked Joe Rogan as to why she's not getting vaccinated. 
Oh my god! And talked about him getting ivermectin. They've been they've been like the top podcast on all these platforms for years, and they're just now learning how to check themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And they're I- being paid millions to be on. He's on, but Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're sitting there saying all these things about Joe Biden, which tells you they probably only. First of all, they're not paying attention, right? to what Donald Trump says, because if they didn't hear that, that he said, ram the ramparts and he doesn't know Cornwallis is for God's sakes. No, he doesn't know what Valley Forge was. He barely knows who George Washington is. Right. Don't tell me he knew any of that stuff because then he went on to say they ram the ramparts. <laughs> they took over the airports. <laughs> they did everything they had to do. I mean, my God. And then the fact that they didn't know that. And then they, they must watch these Edited clips. There are deceptively edited clips mm-hmm. that you can on Fox News of Joe Biden make looking like he doesn't know where he's at, mm-hmm. constantly editing to make it sound like he doesn't. He's stuttering all the time. He yes. doesn't can't finish a sentence. He's wandering off. He's shaking invisible hands. I mean, and they're all deceptively edited. Yep. And then they get debunked, but they they don't care. No. Fox News doesn't care. They were they. They paid out almost a billion dollars, and they're still lying yeah. to people, to their viewers. They yeah. do not care. Trump in jail, Trump in jail, Trump in jail, rock. He's gonna swing, and we're gonna sing. Send him up river, and we'll have some fun. Now his time in jail has begun. Trump in jail, Trump in jail, Trump in jail rock. Him doing time for all of his crimes. Dancing and prancing in Washington Square. He deserves the chair. What a bright time. He'll do hard time. And rocks he'll crush all day. Trump in jail time. It's a swell time. Happen when Steph goes on vacay. Giddy up, giddy up, pick up the pace. He's running out the clock. There's not a reason now that he should be free. That's the Trump in jail. That's the Trump in jail. That's the Trump in jail. Well, I have to say, um, I feel like there was something, um, you know, Lincoln Project all week, you know, kind of doing like the bet, the have people voting for the number one Lincoln Project commercial. Um, oh, they're doing it. They do a great job. Of, yeah. 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 So triggering um, Trump. Triggering yeah. Trump. And yeah, so we had a couple here. Hold on. There was one uh, in particular where they, you know, they kind of do this thing and use uh, Fox News. He's too old. He's out of touch, losing his marbles at an alarming rate. They have uh, sinks where no water comes out. You turn it on, no water comes out. You want to wash your hands, right? Yeah. And you t- you've seen this, and you turn on the sink, and it's very little. Oh. I do want to remind everybody, this is the guy that worked with the former Klansman. I will be Donald Trump's most loyal advocate to make sure his nominees go to the Supreme Court. Full of his struggles and ramblings and rantings and mumbling and bumbling and stumbling, you decide. Take a look. They've deliberately surrendered our border to vicious coyotes and drug smugglers. I mean, these drug smugglers, the smuggler, a smuggler. I find it awkward. I find it embarrassing. He's really in the, in the early stages of some kind of senile dementia. I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges, or the oranges of the uh, uh, investigation, the beginnings. It's more than awkward and embarrassing. It's actually dangerous. Having someone with his mental state um, to me, it's terrifying. She speaks in uh, in rhyme. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what they do. All the things about. I mean, once again, it's projection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, because it's... they know. They know fully well. If you listen to those, um, read those emails that they were sending to each other and those text messages, mm-hmm. they know Donald Trump is unfit for anything for yep. any office. Yeah. They know he's an idiot. They know he's a moron. Everybody's know. Everybody's known that. All these Republicans know that. Yeah. And everybody at Fox News knows that. They hate him. Yeah. No, I know. Carlson said how much he hated him. What did he say? He said, 
um, I can't remember how much he, he was disgusted. He disgusted him and he was, he hated him. Mm-hmm. And then he got, went on, you know, his apology tour. Yeah. Trying to do his interview. Yeah. Pretend that he never said that. It's just, there's just so, yeah. just so awful. No, they're horrible. And so, you know, but I mean, this is the thing, I, you know, I, I know that we're kind of all we're going into this primary season and, you know, kind of like, how do Democrats message? Um, how do we message? And my hope is that, you know, uh, the Biden campaign is going to uh, really utilize like I know there's Biden headquarters that does a lot of their really viral um, uh, t- social media activity. And I feel like, you know, they're going to be hitting it hard. But then, you know, we also have like the Lincoln Project who they've been doing great work. And so we did pull a few of their first place uh, finishers um, for the different um, categories. And so this is one that literally, I think, encapsulates the danger of the GOP. School is back in session, and Republican lawmakers have been working all summer to make this year the craziest one yet. Say goodbye to boring, woke books like Fahrenheit 451. In fact, just burn them. Do the horrors of slavery bum you out? The GOP has you covered. We've refreshed it with a brand new spin. Being taken as a slave is better than being killed, no? No big deal. Wow. Time for lunch. Oh, not for you, Jimmy. We're rolling up our sleeves and rolling back free and reduced lunch programs. What a freeloader. Go make varsity. But wait, not until the GOP double checks your genitals to make sure they match with the team. Thanks, coach. And take an extra 20% off our already low standards with doorbuster deals on bulletproof backpacks. Now available in toddler size. Now show me how you use your bulletproof backpack. Come to the Republican Party and go back to school the far right way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so that that particular one is called Back to School with the GOP. And, yeah, the- uh, you know, I mean, it, it it is kind of one, you know, like they have that category, you know, uh, laugh to keep from crying, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, no, it, the- yeah. It is telling, it's just telling the truth about the GOP. It's pretty, it's actually pretty ridiculous, but Mm -hmm. um, there are people that are fine with that. Well, right. And then, you know, you have uh, Nikki Haley, the, you know, front runner who is getting all kinds of shit now, rightfully so. Oh yeah, let's play, let me play the one where they're just whiny little snowflakes. Okay. You've heard us Republicans talk about the Biden crime family. Well, here's a crime we can finally prove. The White House is taking things that have been negatives in the past, like let's go Brandon, now it's dark Brandon. They're embracing it. Joe Biden is stealing our joke. A coffee mug imprinted with the dark Brandon persona. Remember, dark Brandon came from let's go Brandon. One of the most creative uh, negative chants in the history of the world. The worst insult that he's adopted through his presidency and make something of it. Look, everyone knows we're the assholes. It's what Republicans do best. Dude, that was an insult. I don't think it's funny. And Brandon is not a compliment. That's actually a really dark joke at the expense yes. of the American public. Like, what does that even mean? Right. Exactly. What does it mean? Nobody knows, but we're pretty sure it's treason. Is there some sort of legal fallout from this too, maybe? He's trying to sell this coffee mug with his face on it. Isn't that pretty much exactly what Hunter Biden and Devin Archer were doing? They were trying to sell Joe Biden. When tyrants speak, believe them. This election, don't vote for tyrants who print memes on coffee mugs. It's funny because he is a dark guy. There's some darkness in his soul. Don't let Joe Biden's black heart ruin the one joke we Republicans have. I mean, look at all this crap we bought from China. How much do you think I can get for this on eBay? So we just played the Laugh to Keep from Crying where they, you know, uh, show a bunch of... uh, Megan whining about the dark Brandon. Yeah, about stuff. the yeah, how they took the let's go Brandon uh slogan and basically adopt you know, co-opted it. Yeah. I have a dark Brandon mug. I love that that yeah. he did that. No, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, that I mean that is he what they it need. Around. You have yes. to and this is the thing and we've talked about it before. You have to Democrats, elected Democrats and some of the younger ones understand this. You have got to take their shit, co-opt it, and turn it around. 
and make viral. You have to create viral moments, you know? Yeah, because most, yes, most of their stuff is so lame anyway. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And it's better, it's funnier as Dark Brandon. Yeah. I mean, they really capitalized on that. I have the Dark Brandon mug, like I said, where the eyes glow when you pour coffee or hot tea in there. Mm -hmm. And they made money off of that. I paid $32 for that little mug. So, yeah. A lot of people, apparently that was the best, their best seller. Yeah. Yeah. And then he put the ad out where he's drinking the coffee and it's such a badass ad. It really mm -hmm. triggered all these people. That's what triggered them that he yeah. put that ad out. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I know. I know. It's he like, needs to do more of that. Yep. Even when he was talking about what Donald Trump said about, he was mocking him saying we took over the airports, the one that Joe, Joe Rogan uh, uh, attributed to Joe Biden, and it happened to be Trump. Joe Biden was mocking Trump for saying that. Yeah. That he needs to do more of that. You know who's really good at that? Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. Once he gets on the campaign trail, he'll be doing some of that, too. So we need good surrogates. Yeah. That, that you know, and Barack Obama is willing and able. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. And I mean, and there's so much. I mean, this is the thing. You know, we could... We could go on for days, like playing all of these clips about the ridiculousness, um, you know, of the Republican Party and these elected officials that just are wasting time and taxpayer dollars on these moronic hearings oh and God. trying to create all these gotcha moments, you know. Um, oh, that's ridiculous. The gas stove thing. Let's see. What else did they do? This is the kind of stuff they wasted their time on. The impeachment for nothing. Yeah. So nobody can figure out what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. Of course, what they're really doing is they're trying to tie Hunter Biden. Although Hunter Biden, they can only really, they, how much, they've been investigating him for five years. And the yeah. only thing they got him on was his tax evasion charge, mm -hmm. which he paid back his taxes. Nobody yeah. gets charged with that. And that gun charge. Yeah. Which, conservatives don't want right. people to be charged for lying on a gun permit. They think that's perfectly acceptable. Right. So nobody gets charged with that either unless mm -hmm. they used a gun, you know, in a crime. Yeah. So there is a two-tier uh, justice system other than, you know, the fact that we know mm -hmm. that um, black people, people of color mm -hmm. are treated differently than rich white dudes. Right. But um, also Bidens get treated differently, apparently. Well, Democrats. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I was listening to the uh, interview um, with uh, Hunter Biden and, and Moby. And I mean, it is just precious. Like his son, Bo, is in mm -hmm. the in the background. And just it, it was just, if you have not heard it, you have got to go and listen to it. It is just um, it's just so, yeah. you know, it's heart wrenching when you think of everything that the that Biden family has gone through, that he yeah. in particular has gone through. And, um, he you lost know, his mother, his sister, and then his brother. Yeah. And, and, and that these people think that this is the way, this is the way to bring That's down a president. And, you know, and, cruel. and he said, well, and, and he said, this is what they want. They want me to die. They want to die. kill me yep. because they yep. want to, break my they know father it would kill him yes it would break him yes absolutely he's already lost a son yeah. he lost a daughter yeah i mean it probably would kill him and they seem to be angry that he loves his son that he yeah. stands with his son yeah that he stands behind him yep and so because caving caving into um pressure the pressure doj comes you know charges hunter biden okay go ahead let it play out you know, he showed yeah. up, you know, and then, the, you know, these members of Congress like Comer calling him to testify behind closed doors because, you know, they care so much about transparency. Right. Well, he <laughs> before previous to that, he had said, I want him to come testify. I don't care if it's publicly or privately. Right. And then he reneged on that. Yeah. When Hunter Biden, you know, actually took him up on it. Right. Actually called him out. Yeah. Yeah, so this whole thing, you're right, like the two-tiered uh, system and then also the weaponization of our law enforcement, um, yeah. you know, but here, but this is the thing, Anita, I mean, and I don't know if you heard this, but this is the thing that we really should be concerned with because, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene has a thing or two to say, um, you know, as far as far as the weaponization and, oh, you know, of, of she, the yes, DO, yeah, the FBI, right. Makes any sense. 
sets a stage. So she's in a hearing. And- so she's in this hearing with, um, so FBI director has to remind Marjorie Taylor Greene that he's not part of DHS. Right here, Katrina Bleakley is the lead attorney for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Were you aware of this? Uh, Congresswoman, as I said, I haven't seen the photos that you're holding up uh, before. Maybe, well, I posted them on my Twitter account. It's, it's public. You know, maybe I don't you guys spend are, a lot of time on Twitter. Well, you know, you, you sh- oh, I'm sure you do, because the Department of Homeland Security, organized with other offices, has censored many Americans, including myself. I'm not me, part of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, right. Mr. Ray, you should, you, should be, you should be interested in investigating terrorism. Terrorism. Oh my God. You should be interested taking, in investigating yeah, terrorism. Yeah, her Twitter is a terrorism, Karen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's just so nar- – she's such a narcissist. She's spending <laughs> taxpayer money mm-hmm. to whine to, I think, Mayorkas, was it? Secretary Mayorkas? Yeah. About her Twitter account. Right, right. Well, and that was Christopher um, Ray, But, yeah, but she wants oh, to that impeach – Oh, Yeah, she wants to impeach Mayorkas as well. Yes. Yeah. Because – Because stuff. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We couldn't do this without our loyal listeners and love hearing from you. So please give us some stars and review if you are so inclined wherever you get this podcast. This, along with all future episodes of True Blue Politics podcast, are sponsored by our wonderful True Blue crew of listeners and our supporters on Patreon. As a small startup podcast, our Patreon members help us pay the bills to keep the ship sailing smoothly and also allow us to keep investing in equipment upgrades for even better quality content in the future. When you sign up as a monthly True Blue crew member at even just $5, Anita, do you have $5? I think so. Okay, well, that's good because you instantly unlock our private True Blue pod chat as well as ad-free full episodes a day earlier than everyone else and upwards from there. We've made more perks available like having your name shouted out at the end of our show and a personal Zoom call with me and Anita to discuss ways to overthrow the GOP. (laughs) Where, Where can they go? to become a Patreon. Uh, It's great that you asked that question. To become a Patreon member of True Blue Politics, they can go to patreon.com slash truebluepoliticspodcast. That's T-R-U-B-L-U politics podcast. Sign up for free. Sign up for a paid tier, whatever you want to do. Join our community. Unlock our exclusive content. uh, Get some perks while you're there. Whatever you want. This episode of True Blue Politics is brought to you by Night Sky Woodworks. Featuring gorgeous products like cutting boards, cheese, and charcuterie boards, and beautiful tea light holders, all finely handcrafted in their Chicago, Illinois wood shop. The holidays may be over, but an eye-catching design from Night Sky Woodworks is the perfect complimentary home piece to ring in the new year. Check out their in-stock designs today, or message your custom order request on their Etsy shop by visiting etsy.com slash shop slash night sky woodworks that's e-t-s-y dot com slash shop slash n-i-t-e-s-k-y-e woodworks so anita you know we had at the top of the show we had um talked about um you know the the trending topic for five days or no i think it's been about a week now and um what was it again? Trump smell. Uh-huh. Yes. Trump smells. Trump smells bad. Very disturbing. Trump stinks. Yeah. Trump what else? Trump smells like ass. Yeah. Trump stinks. Trump smells really bad. Yeah. All kinds of variations of, yeah. of that. Yeah. And so, so and it's been trending for days. And I think it's hilarious. Well, and for that, you know, Wait, we have. Mom, is that Tucker Carlson walking in? Oh my God! Oh my God! We have a uh, cub reporter, uh, Tucker Carlson. No. Tucker, yeah. What, what, what is he doing here? Tucker's here. Well, did you I invite think, him? Uh, I didn't, but I guess he's here, and I think he has some questions. How did he find us? I don't know. Map quest. Ask him about. I don't know. Is this Trump the State. True Blue Politics podcast? <laughs> I have some questions. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies. Now, I've seen a lot of these trending hashtags on Twitter. Hashtag Trump smells. Hashtag Trump smells bad. 
and even hashtag Trump stinks. And so I think I think that it makes me just ask the question, does Trump really stink? Do all dictators stink? Or is this exclusive to Trump? I went on a quest to get some answers to these questions that I like to ask. Like, when did this all start? For the for this answer, I found that his rancid body odor can be traced back to the 80s when he reportedly was asked to leave a popular Manhattan steakhouse. So you know when you post something and then someone bigger than you, like Adam Kinzinger, Bob Woodward, or that Nestor guy, confirm it? And years ago I posted about Trump being kicked out of Keene Steakhouse in Manhattan where I was eating with my father in 1983 because his smell was so offensive. This wasn't an elderly thing. It was 1983. I wouldn't make fun of Trump today. If it was an elderly thing. That's not what we do on the left. It happens to elderly people. Trump wasn't elderly. We didn't complain. The table next to him complained and the table behind him complained. We smelled it, but my father and I didn't complain about it. Trump was not elderly. The smell was so fucking offensive that they finally had to ask him to leave. And he did leave quietly right by us and it wafted us. Still wanting answers to the question, because I'm just asking the question. I found a clip from an interview that former Trump handler on the Celebrity Apprentice Noel Kassler gave. The diapers is not a joke. It depends. You know, diaper Don is trending, but it's based in reality. He would often soil himself on the Apprentice set. He's incontinent from all the speed. All the Adderall he does, the cocaine that he's done for decades, you know, all that stuff has a laxative and it has an effect on your, on your bowels and his are uncontrollable. He's worn diapers since probably the 90s, but I saw it firsthand in the 2000s on Celebrity Apprentice in late 2000s and we'd have to uh, stop the show and, and change him, you know, and that was Keith Schiller's job. He would take him off set, he would wipe him down. Our nickname for Keith was Wet Wipes. It's not a joke. It's happened several times. Now, all of this just left me with unanswered questions. And there's no information on the other dictators and their propensity to rancid body odors and left me with many more questions. But the biggest and a most appropriately named lingering, looming, and eye-burning question is when will it end? Will Donald Trump ever stop shitting himself <laughs> that's all i have to say i'm just ask, asking the questions thank you ladies for your brain well, having me on your th th thanks for stopping by uh tucker thank and you for having me on your woke leftist podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right now get out and door, don't let the door hit you in yeah, the get ass out, tucker get out. i want i would sponsor you. you but i don't have money nobody wants you anymore tucker carlson you've been fired from every place you ever worked <laughs> <laughs> thanks for stopping by tucker well, bye. Well, those are questions. Thank you, Jimmy. Those, I mean, Tucker. Yeah, I mean, the, Jimmy. Those are questions. Yeah, so those are questions that um, clearly he's, need to be he's answered. He's asking the hard-hitting questions, at least. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah. So now, I mean, here we are. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, go into the... Um, well, let me just say this. It's important. Things mm -hmm. like this, I mean, they seem so juvenile, and mm -hmm. they really are. But Donald Trump has brought us to this level. Mm -hmm. He's, he calls everybody by some stupid nickname. Yeah. He, he constantly, I mean, what, but, and the only thing really we, you have to mock Donald Trump mm -hmm. because they don't care. His supporters do yeah. not care about policy. No. They don't care about any of that. They're mm -mm. not voting on that. But if you bring him down, yeah. if you mock him, yep. if you make him look stupid mm -hmm. and weak, mm -hmm. That's what they can't handle. Right. Well, and I think that that's going to be, you know, uh, the thing that is going to get us through this next year, because we are yeah. we are going to have a lot of work to do talking to people, um, impressing upon people who uh, may not be happy with every aspect of everything because, you know, either the media hasn't been doing their job, um, you know, reporting, um, you know, the wins of Biden and letting people know. Um, yeah, they, they've been. Yeah. yeah, it's been horrible. They yeah. just cannot. They have the narrative that there was going to be a recession yeah. and all these things were bad. We we're coming out of COVID and 
Mm-hmm. Of course, we have the supply chain issues and all yep. these other things. And now we're doing very well, but they won't give. And, and because of Biden's policies yeah. that we are doing better than any other country yeah. in the, uh, uh, I don't know, free world in the G seven, at least. Yeah. So, I mean, Frankly, in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that, you know, Republican voters, MAGA voters, you know, um, uh, they, they don't care. Like you said, they don't care about the issues. They, they, as long as you throw the red meat and the racism, they just yeah, love they it. Vote on that. But yeah, they but for the people who do actually care about it, it is mm-hmm. it's not being talked about. It's not being covered. You know, so all of the things that you just mentioned, when that information is not getting out to the the general public and people who actually right. do care about these things, then those polling numbers get reflected. Right. That's what you know. Yes, but they're not hearing about those things. And I mean, even when they do, it's like Biden, you know, um, you know, economic manufacturing boom. Will it be bad for Biden? Right. I mean, stuff like that. It's right. just ridiculous. Well, and the they numbers. They cannot give him a win. No, they cannot give him a win. And then, you know, you have the Fed chair coming out and, you know, giving this amazing um, report and citing immigration as one of the reasons for the yeah. um, we, a miraculous we recovery. That. Yeah. Yes. So these are things. We can that, talk about that another oh, time. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, no. That but, that's, but that's what I mean. So these are. Issue. Right. These are all of the things that we need to talk about and, you know, to kind of remind people who, yes, you're upset about what's going on in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And we all are. We're all upset. But you ha- we have got to remember that none of the things that you care about are going to be able to be addressed and accomplished if no, we the people lose... that you care about will be worse. If yes, you, if you if, if Donald Trump gets in, and any and and any vote mm-hmm. that's any vote that's not for Biden, yeah, is for Trump. Yeah, so we have all Make of no these mistake. absolutely, and so we have all of these really important things to talk about and work to do coming into twenty twenty four, um, and you know so kind of having the ridiculous stuff and yes it is sophomoric it's juvenile and i know that you were kind of fielding a lot of uh you know uh twitter trolls and people were getting pretty upset i'm talking about like (laughs) maga people like people that you know had the twitter handle trump train yeah you know or something like that yeah they don't like it no they don't like it when you belittle their god no so that's why it's even that makes it even sweeter though um, yeah, so yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say this might be the perfect uh, place to go into our who said. So, um, Anita, yes, Karen, Anita, who said I'm sick of Republicans losing in Florida? Huh. Fred Flintstone. Nope. Uh, it was actually was it? it was close, close. Uh, Republican presidential candidate and MAGA bootlicker Ron Puddenfingers DeSantis. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. It wasn't Fred Flintstone. No, it wasn't. I'm here, here I'm it, and here, and then okay. So here's here's another one, and okay, and then I'm going to give you a little uh, treat. Um, oh. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. Let me think. I don't know. I can't even think of that one. No. Who okay. Said that? Well, that would be a uh, Republican presidential candidate, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm sick of Republicans losing in Florida. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. You're just the easy answer. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first? Or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? They're five-inch heels, and I don't wear them unless you can run in them. Um. We have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. They are a party of losers because yeah. they lost in 2018. They lost in 2020. They lost in 20. I skipped 2019. They lost in 2019 special elections. They lost yeah. in 2020. Yeah. And they lost in 22. They were supposed to take everything. Remember? Yeah. yeah. There was supposed to be that big red wave. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and they're but- losing the special elections now. They're losing in 2023. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so here's another one. I have another one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go okay. ahead. All right. Um, I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing, one that I can co- go campaign on and say we did one. That would be Satan. Oh my gosh, that is so close, but it's Thank it's you. wrong. It's, it's wrong. Not. 
It's not. And it's somebody who you actually know. And I think you call into his office all the time. Of oh, course, oh, I'm yes. speaking of now I know. Representative Chip Roy from the great state of Texas. Chip Chipper. Chipper. Here we go. When are my Republican colleagues going to put up or shut up? One thing. I want my Republican colleagues to give me one thing, one, that I can go campaign on and say we did. One. Anybody sitting in the complex, if you want to come down to the floor and come explain to me one material, meaningful, significant thing the Republican majority has done. So there's, there's some ads for the Democrats, right? Oh, yeah. They keep making ads for mm-hmm. Democrats. Joe Biden, used, that's one thing he's been doing. He's been taking what Republicans say and turning them again, you know, turning mm-hmm. them into ads to use against them. He's yeah. very, they've been very good about that. He has a very good team doing that on mm-hmm. uh, social media. Yeah. Well, and you have, yeah. So you have, um, you have you know. Ramaswamy, you mm-hmm. have Chip Roy. What, what's some other ones that, that have said some horrible things? Um, All right. Are there questions that you'd like to ask me? Here's my Anita? questions, Karen. Okay. Ready? Uh-huh. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Okay, who didn't mention slavery when somebody asked her what was the cause of the Civil War in the United States? Uh, Penelope Pitstop. No, wrong. Although, close. Okay. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley? No, she didn't. She's from South Carolina. No, she didn't say that. Oh. She did. No. And she said... She said, what do you want me to say about slavery? What was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. What do you want me to say about slavery? Oh my God! I mean, we need are to have you capitalism? Oh my what God! What is she talking about? Being oh. educated in the South—that's the way they talk about the yeah. causes of slavery. They don't tell you that it was slave. They tell you it was economics. It was, you know, uh, states' rights. They do- and she's from South Carolina, but she should know better. She's running for president. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very, very um, disturbing. You know, well, you know, and here's the thing. You have supposedly right a conservative voter in your audience asking a question. It's a softball question. Oh, it's a very softball question. She she thought it was hard. And she thought apparently she thought it was hard. And and for him to say she turns it around on him and he's like, I'm not running for president. Well, what's what's really, you know, telling about it was Nikki, Nikki Haley, she's like, what do you think the cause of the Civil War was? What do you want me to say? Because that's the way she is. She's just a weather vane. She is, is so weak and so cowardly. That's why she won't call out Trump. Yeah. She, you know, I mean, she's running against him and she won't state the obvious. The right. man is unfit to be president. She knows that. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's under indictment. Four indictments for 91 criminal charges. I mean, she knows he is not fit to be president, but yeah. she is too weak and too cowardly. And she was too weak and too cowardly, cowardly to tell the Republican Party, mm-hmm. which doesn't want to piss off their white supremacist base, mm-hmm. that guess what? The, the Civil War was about slavery. Yeah. That's pathetic in 2023. Okay. This is kind of a tr- trick question. Okay. Okay. Who called immigrants um who said that immigrants were poisoning the blood of our country um let's see snidely whiplash is that somebody no wrong you're terrible at this karen oh um that would be adolf hitler and donald trump really yes wow both they Wait, both is, said it. Is it's he, so weird, too. Is he plagiarizing uh, Hitler? Well, he says that Hitler didn't say it that way, mm. or he never read Mein Kampf, which mm. I, I I doubt he's ever read any book. But he did have those speeches by his bed. His wife has talked about that. He's been asked about it. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, yes, yeah, somebody gave me those. I just didn't read. Yeah, we believe you didn't read them. But the fact, if he's saying that he came up with Hitler's ideas all by himself— 
How is that better? Yeah, yeah. That's not better. Well, I think I think we have uh, the actual clip. You know, when they let, I think the real number is 15, 16 million people into our country. When they do that, we got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world. They're coming into our country from Africa, from Asia, all over the world. They're pouring into our country. Nobody's even looking at them. They just come in. Uh, the crime is going to be tremendous. The terrorism is going to be terrorism is going to be. And then we built a tremendous piece of the wall and then we're going to build more. You know, Anita, mm. but they're not racist and he's not racist. No, they're and not he's white not, supremacists. No, they're not. And it's like they care about the issues, right? Right. Yeah. They vote yeah, on issues. And, yeah. And why don't we? Yeah. I think what we need to do just based off of that, we need to go to these, you know, uh, rural diners and figure out, you know, what, yeah, they, what makes you tick? What, what, what makes are, them tick? I, what are they I, mad I, about? You know we don't yeah. have enough. We don't have enough of those kind of interviews. Yeah. You know, yeah. going to those little diners in Pennsylvania, yeah. bumfuck Pennsylvania or yeah. wherever. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. So. Yeah. Montana yeah, or yeah, we need to. Exactly. We need to Illinois, figure out what Texas. they care about, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. No, I'm wondering. I don't know what what it is. Why? Why? What is it they see in Donald Trump? It, what could it be? What could it what be? Could, yeah. Yeah. So did you have another question, Anita? I have one more question. Okay. You ready? Uh-huh. uh-huh. OK. OK. Who said we need this country needs to go back to 18th century values? Oh, I know. And that's this the 1700s. Oh, okay? I know this. I know this. Oh, I you know, know this. OK. Totally. Herbie Love the love bug. <laughs> no. Oh, Karen. No, you really suck at this. You, I'm sorry. You really do. I'm sorry. You really shouldn't. I've been, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been under the tutelage of Chris Lavoie. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's terrible too. Yeah, <laughs> but we love him very much. Yes. Let me t- let me give you the answer. Ready? Okay. That is a MAGA Mike Johnson. Oh, so he wants to go back to 18th century values. You know, like when we had slavery. Yeah. And. Black people and women were property. Are yeah. you are you talking about the Speaker of the House, the current Speaker of the House, yes. who's in line yes. for the presidency? God forbid, third in line or second uh-huh. in line. What uh-huh. a, yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy. Okay, that, well, he's crazy. Well, it just so happens I have uh, a clip here. Hold on. Oh, you bigot! Can't you be a little more open minded? Come on, that's so like 18th century. You know, well, they told us that if we didn't maintain those 18th century values that the Republic would not stand. And so this is the condition we find ourselves in today. He is so weird. I mean, he's just, it's so disturbing. And, and yeah. And weird, weirdness is probably, you know, the nicest yeah. thing that you can say about well, yeah, this guy. No. Yeah. Well, true. He is a theocrat. Okay. Yeah. He wants his country to go back to a time or he wants, I mean, he had a, um, when his daughter was 13, they had like a, they had a purity ball. There's some yeah. pictures out there of them, dancing or they're like a bride and groom that's the kind of values he's talking about mm-hmm. she had to she had to pledge that she wouldn't have you know sex till marriage oh. by having this in this at this ball with her father i mean it's so creepy it's so I, well I all of it, it and uh, god it just it makes me think about like you know how uh, our media, like some of these, you know, uh, cable channels, you know, that like the one, the shiny, happy people, um, you know, where they would have this reality TV. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, those people. Yeah. You need to watch the that doggers? documentary. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like the They're... same flipping thing. This is who these they? people A- are. 18 and counting or something like that. Yeah. They are really watch that documentary. If you get a chance, it's called uh shiny, shiny happy. happy. On, yeah. On Netflix, right? Yeah. I believe it's on Netflix. Um, I'll, I'll put the link. It's very disturbing. It really these is. These people, 18th entry values is where, you know, these guys, I mean, it's just so it, it's, there's so much, it's so incestuous really. Yeah. With this in this, yeah, where the father is standing with his daughter at thirteen, yeah, yeah. like people said they looked like bride and groom. 
That's so, oh my God, it is so gross. And it's just like, and they're talking, it's just, it is so widely, wildly inappropriate. I mean, and that's just like putting it mildly and just, you know, the fact that this is exactly where, like you look at the overturning of Roe, you look, Mm -hmm. and this is where we are. This is where they they want to like take all of us. Guess what? We're saying Merry Christmas again. Happy New Year to you in jail. So, yeah, yeah on that note, here we go. Well, and I Biden, think Christmas won, by the way. Well, and Bi- <laughs> well, because General Joe Biden, who take you know, is just you know, he he's, he's the leader in the war on Christmas. So here's what he had to say about Christmas. The Christmas story is at the heart of the Christian faith. But the messages of hope, love, peace, and joy, they're also universal. It speaks to all of us, whether we're Christian, Jewish, Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist, or any other faith, or no faith at all. It speaks to all of us as human beings who are here on this earth to care for one another, to look out for one another, to love one another. Our politics has gotten so angry, so mean, so partisan. And too often we see each other as enemies, not as neighbors. So my hope this Christmas season is that we take a few moments of quiet reflection, find that stillness in the heart of Christmas, that's at the heart of Christmas, and look, really look at each other, not as Democrats or Republicans, not as members of Team Red or Team Blue, but as who we really are, fellow Americans. Fellow human beings worthy of being treated with dignity and respect. I sincerely hope this holiday season will drain the poison that has infected our politics and set us against one another. I hope this Christmas season marks a fresh start for our nation because there's so much that unites us as Americans. So much more that unites us than divides us. So this Christmas, let's spread a little kindness. This Christmas, let's be that that helping hand that strong shoulder, that friendly voice, when no one else seems to care for those who are struggling in trouble and need. It just might be the best gift you can ever give. And I wish you, and for you, and for our nation, now and always, is that we'll live in the light, the light of liberty and hope, of love and generosity, of kindness and compassion, of dignity and decency, So from the Biden family, wish you and your family peace, joy, health, and happiness. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and all the best of the new year. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Impeach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The war on holidays. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, I'm listening to What a this. beautiful message. Seriously. I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, this is, this is, this is it. And this is the way we're going to wrap up 2023 and our holiday podcast. Um, on yes. Merry a, Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Warm note. Um, and I just want to wish you, Anita, and of course, yes. Jimmy, you, I would like to wish you both a very happy, healthy, safe 
New Year's, um, and uh, we will be hunkering down here. Uh, in the meantime, uh, listen, I just want to thank you guys both. I love you very much, Jimmy Burke. I love you too. I love you, Anita. What are your guys' New Year's resolutions, if you have any? Oh. Oh. Go ahead, Anita. Um, you go ahead. My resolution is to just survive 2024 because there's <laughs> this is going to be a really lit election. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So I'm going to try to remain as, um, I don't know, um, calm, uh, just take care of myself, mm-hmm. take t- some time for myself and, and get away from politics occasionally. Mm-hmm. Because this is really going to be a tough year, guys. It's going to be intense, and I and I'm up, I think we're up for the fight, Anita. You and I yes. both, and I think that that is my resolution as well: is to be remain in the fight, take the necessary breaks when we need to. Um, I would. I'm still trying to work on uh, losing uh, another eight pounds to get to my fighting weight um, after gaining yeah. probably about fifteen from you know the Trump. Uh, terror occupation. Well, stop um, drinking all that beer. And then you, you know. Well, I, but I like beer. <laughs> but I like beer. Uh, I like beer. I like beer. No, I like beer. Um, no. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think that that's what, that's what we can do. And I think, Anita, I've talked to you about it. And it's just the serenity prayer um, always comes to mind. Uh, you know, it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom and the to know wisdom the difference. To know the difference. That's right. Yes. And so I think that if we uh, just keep our heads clear and uh, come up with some clear, concise messaging, and uh, I think we're going to be able to do this. I really do. I have, I have great hope. Yes. Let's save democracy guys. But you know, Anita, since this is the season of generosity and love, we wanted to yes, go is. through in addition to um, giving shout outs to our paid patrons, we wanted to just give a, a huge hug and bunch of appreciation for all of our Patreon members. And so yes. I'm going to go ahead. It's a, long list, but if you'll bear with me, I would like to, along with Anita and our amazing producer, Jimmy Byrne, thank the following people. Sandy Richards, Alex Floyd Vargas, Jane Sykes, Chuck Burry, I don't know if that's your n- real name, Cy Guy, <laughs> Andrea Brower, Kimberly Numberto, who is an amazing woman, Sarah Harmon, my sister, my baby sister, Liz Burns, Colleen Condren, Damian Morris, Rosemary Lerario, Bill McKenzie, Robert Bobby Ferguson, who hey, is, Bobby. of course, your brother, Anita. And uh, Yes, I know him. Yes, and uh, you had Christmas dinner with him. Uh, yes, I did. Yes, Kelly House. Tamson L. Will, that is actually Tammy Will, who is a wonderful stuff head um, and good friend. Lester Reams. Hey, Lester. Nick Ferguson. Do you know Nick Ferguson? I do know Nick Ferguson. You do? He's my Yes, he's Bobby's son. He's my nephew. Uh-huh. He's, he's a great guy, too. I didn't know he was a Patreon. He but that's is. That's great to know. Yes. Yeah. Cindy Burke. Lori Kish, our beloved in Minnesota. Billy Pontillo, who I have coffee with often, Debriana Mancini, Megan Kinney, Brenda Beverly, Beloveds, Nancy Sutton, Jen Hardy, Sue Cohen, Catherine Sumter, Kitty Betham, Susan Waterman, Frank Aronson, Larry Toden, who is a beloved Chicago staff head. Anita Ferguson, do you know you're signed up? <laughs> No, I had no idea. You are. That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. David Hoff, Gina Hales, who is a very good friend. Um, All these Fergusons. I don't know. Seriously. Um, (laughs) B. Severin, Paul Puckite. I'm sorry. I'm Denver Juggler. (laughs) Denver Juggler. Hey, how's that? Uh, Kate from Milwaukee. I think some people are. 
not giving their real names. Here, I think but. so. My <laughs> uh, dear uh, colleague Greer Hassman, Sharon Rodriguez, Beverly Schultz. Is Jack Mehoff on there? <laughs> Jack Mehoff? No, I don't see that one here. Uh, Sharon Rodriguez, Beverly Schultz, Nancy Sivak, Paul West, M. Prieto, Mark P., Cynthia Tillman, and I probably just completely massacred her name, Tim Wood, and that is all. Thank you to all. Thank you, guys, and have a happy new year. Happy new year, and uh, we will see you next year. See you next year. Love you all. Love. Love you.